Hey everybody, quick bonus pod for you, and for those of you that listened to our most recent podcast, the Foldables Roundup, some of this might sound familiar, because there's a concept that Sean and I discussed during that podcast that I wanted to expand on a little bit. In fact, it's a thought that I've been having for a little while now, and that thought is, I hope that I'm wrong about the Google Pixel Fold. Mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. So you're probably asking yourself, what could I possibly have wanted to be wrong about with the Google Pixel Fold? Well, let me tell you. I want to read to you from the Google Pixel Fold review from The Verge that was originally posted on their website on June 26th, 2023. Here's what it says. To Google's credit, the Pixel Fold is a much more approachable device than the Z Fold 4. Rather rather than overwhelm you with possibilities, the Pixel places guardrails around what you can and can't do, like limiting multitasking on the inner screen to two apps. It's a friendlier device to someone who's fresh to foldables. The next thing that I want to read you is from the original Pixel XL review, which was posted on October 18th, 2016 by your friend and mine, Dieter Bone of The Verge. This is Google's first phone, and for a first effort, it is remarkably good. By almost every metric I can think of, speed, power, camera, smart assistant, you name it, it matches or exceeds the best phones available on the market today. And though the design is far from groundbreaking, it's certainly approachable. The whole package is pretty incredible, and if you're not put off by the premium price, you'll be very happy with this premium phone. So if you're keeping track at home, The Verge used almost the exact same description as they did on the Pixel Fold, as they did on the original Pixel XL way back in the day. And they specifically used the term approachable and called out some of the ease of use functions that both devices seem to share. This is the part that worries me though. The general consensus around the Pixel and the Pixel XL back in 2016, and yeah, we at Silicon Theory were still covering tech back then, But the general consensus was that, and The Verge's title of their article, in fact, was just this. It was a home run. Google only had to do a few things, including fiddling around the margins with the design and maybe updating the camera, including some new hardware, to make this a huge hit of a smartphone. And instead, what they did was they moved in a completely different direction. The Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL, of which I own the Pixel 2 XL, were very different devices in ways that were very different from how the Pixel and Pixel XL were. The original Pixel and Pixel XL were basically the same phone. One was a little bit smaller and one was a little bit bigger. The Pixel 2 XL started the trend of having some very clearly defined differentiators, including a larger OLED display and a few other features that the Pixel 2 just straight up lacked. Google took a wrong turn here. And I don't mean a wrong turn in that the phones weren't good. They were. Some people really enjoyed the Pixel 2, and I really liked my Pixel 2 XL, although the blue shift of the screen was an abomination, and Google got panned for it, and rightly should. And then they went down the road of making the Pixel 3 and 3XL, and they were kind of appreciably worse. The Pixel 3, the phone that I owned, was really nice and small, and Again, had some display issues, and the Pixel 3 XL had a gigantic bathtub-style notch, and 
looked nothing like the original Pixel phones and looked a lot like they were trying to copy the iPhone. The Pixel 4, I won't even mention, we discussed it on the previous podcast, so if you're interested in my thoughts and feelings on that, feel free to go check that out. But suffice it to say that in the beginning, the Pixel and Pixel XL devices started out very promising, and they ended up a lot less so. It wasn't until the Pixel 5 that Google finally righted the ship. The Pixel 5 is actually on my short list for one of the best Android phones of all time, and it was then that Google seemed to kind of finally figure it out. The Pixel 6 and now the Pixel 6 Pro instead of the XL were better, and the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro are better still, and the Pixel 7, my current daily driver, is arguably one of my favorite phones, if not the most favorite Android phone I've ever used, and I've used a lot. And that kind of brings me to my point. If we're at a point in time where the Pixel Fold is roughly where the Pixel and Pixel XL were to Google, I hope this doesn't mean that we're going to go down that road that the Pixel 2 and 2XL and the Pixel 3 and 3XL did. I hope that Google gets the Pixel Fold right in the Pixel Fold 2. And that's not to say that the Pixel Fold 1 is wrong. Again, as a starting point, it's a really, really good folding phone. Are the bezels too big on the inside? Yeah, maybe. Is the quality not up to par with Samsung? Probably not. Should they be charging the exact same price as Samsung? Definitely not. But as far as a first effort goes, it is very promising. But the last time we had a first effort product from Google that was very promising, it quickly became a disappointment. And not just to me, but by and large, I think the Android community and the tech enthusiast community had a very, very discouraging feeling about how Google has handled most of their mobile smartphone lines. And I hope that I'm wrong about the Pixel Fold. I hope that this is the beginning of the point where Google has really learned from their mistakes and that allows them to pay off the consumer that if they're going to spend $1,800 is going to get something that's worth it. It's going to get something that Google is going to take advantage of and turn into something for the better instead of just kind of floundering around like they've done in the past. So there you have it. That's why I hope that I'm wrong about the Google Pixel Fold. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure that you favorite, like, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.